Welcome to the City Church Cardiff podcast. We're an Elim Pentecostal church in the center of Cardiff dedicated to bringing hope in the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you're inspired and impacted by this message. Well, it's great to be able to kick off our new series today called Shalom. We are looking at what it means to experience wholeness with God. I want you to imagine God as a gardener. And you are the garden. And God's desire and love is to tend and to cultivate that garden. There are times when he needs to dig out some weeds in the garden of our lives. Sometimes he needs to water us or to fertilize us. Sometimes he needs to prune us and cut things back. But in all of this, his desire is that we would be made more and more beautiful, more like his son, Jesus. And that's right at the heart of this series, Shalom, that you and I, day by day, would experience wholeness, greater and ongoing wholeness with God. So our series is called Shalom. Let's look first of all at this word, Shalom. It's a Hebrew word that we find throughout the Old Testament, and then that concept carries on into the New Testament. And it's a word that's even used in Israel today. It's got much more than the sense of peace, which probably is the most frequently understood meaning of the word shalom. It has the sense of wholeness, of welfare, completeness, well-being, health, and safety, and of course, peace too. So we're going to explore a number of scriptures together which help us understand God's desire for you and I to experience shalom. And then we're going to look at what Jesus had to say too. So first of all, shalom is simply a greeting and a word that would be used to inquire about somebody's well-being. In the story of Joseph in Genesis 43, his brothers have traveled to Egypt and they are looking for food because there's a famine in the land. At this point, they don't know that they're standing in front of their long lost brother, Joseph. And Joseph asks them, he asked them how they were. And then he said, how is your aged father you told me about? Is he still living? And they replied, your servant, our father is still alive and well. And they bowed down, prostrating themselves before him. Joseph was a very important man in the land. Now there, when Joseph is asking how they were, it's the word shalom. He asked them about their shalom. And then he said, and how is your father's shalom? And then they reply, our father is still alive and is experiencing shalom. So it very much has this idea of somebody's welfare, their well-being. And in many, most cultures today, of course, it would be normal when you greet each other to ask about your welfare and how are you doing and how is your family doing? That's right at the heart of that word. And today, if you were in Israel, the word shalom is kind of just like saying hi, hello, and even to say goodbye. So shalom is very simply a word of greeting. Number two, God's desire is to give you shalom. In Numbers chapter six, we read about the blessing that God told Moses 
to give to Aaron, that Aaron and his sons as priests should speak over the people of Israel. And so whenever a ceremony was finished, then they would hear these words of blessings spoken over them. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine in you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and give you shalom and give you shalom. Now this is a core way in which we can be sure that God's intentions are always for our good. He always wants you and I to experience shalom, well-being, health, safety, prosperity. That's his desire for you and I. So God desires to give you shalom. Number three, God revealed his very nature to be shalom. In Judges chapter 6, we read the story of Gideon. Gideon, who God raised up to save Israel from the enemy at the time, the Midianites. And an angel of the Lord appears to Gideon and he speaks these words. When Gideon realized that the angel of the Lord was there, he exclaimed, Alas, sovereign Lord, I've seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, Shalom, peace. Do not be afraid. You're not going to die. It was obviously quite a terrifying experience to face an angel of the Lord. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and called it, the Lord is peace. Throughout the Old Testament, God reveals himself with special names, what's sometimes known as covenant names, that didn't just reveal a kind of characteristic of God. Not like you would say, oh, that person is often generous or oh, that person is really wise. More than a characteristic, God chose these specific names to remind his people that this was really, truly part of his nature. It was intricately interwoven to who God is. And so when Gideon had that revelation that the, the Lord is the giver of shalom, the giver of well-being and peace and safety and health. That was a revelation that the people of Israel and you and I today can enjoy and know for sure that God, right at the very heart of his nature, is the giver of shalom. It's what we would know as that name Jehovah Shalom a covenant name of God. So number three, God revealed his nature to be shalom. Number four, experiencing shalom is not based on your circumstances. That's good news. In Isaiah 26, we read these words, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. I love this rendition in the Passion Translation too. Perfect, absolute peace surrounds those whose imaginations are consumed with you. They confidently trust in you. You know, God's desire is that you would experience well-being in every area of your life. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, financially, and vocationally. Every area of your life, God wants you to experience ongoing well-being. But of course, because of the reality of life, we, we face knockbacks, we face hardships, we face, we face even tragedy. And so there's an ongoing work of wholeness, of shalom that God wants to do in your life and mine. 
Let's take, for example, emotional well-being. Looking at this scripture, we're seeing here that perfect peace is experienced when your mind is steadfast or when your imagination is consumed with God. There's a key here in this particular scripture that you and I can experience God's shalom when our minds are focused, when we're, when we're dedicated to thinking about God and his goodness and his plans for our lives. I've noticed a lot of talk online in this past year during the pandemic where people are being encouraged to acknowledge their pain, their anxiety, and their stress. The levels of what people are facing, of course, is much greater than usual. And I get that. It's so important that we acknowledge the tough times that many of us are going through. Much worse, of course, would be to deny it or ignore it or suppress it. That will only result in problems down the line. But I do want to say this. The time that you spend acknowledging your problems should be far less than the time that you spend meditating on God's solutions. God has a solution to your anxiety and your stress. That's when you'll experience his shalom. And so perhaps there could be a situation where right now you're, you're facing the pain of not being with loved ones. Maybe there's been an important life event that you've missed and, and there's pain and there's anxiety and there's stress in your heart over that separation. And it's right that you acknowledge it, like I said, but, but rather, why don't you take the time to, to thank God for those precious people? Why don't you take the opportunity to pray God's blessing over them? Why don't you pick up the phone and chat to them? Do, do what it takes to actually spend time meditating on God's solution rather than just the pain, the anxiety, and the stress. We heard in last week's message, Pastor Dominic talking about your next step. What is your next step? And in that message, we reflected on the journey to the promised land that Abram was to make. And the problem was that Abram and his family had originally got stuck sort of halfway. And it's, it's too easy for you and I to get stuck halfway to our promised land, to where God wants to take us, to that place of greater shalom. So let me ask you, what's your next step in this area of your well-being? What do you need to do? I believe that, that God allows us to work in partnership with him. God in relationship with us doesn't force his ways on us. He looks for our cooperation. And so you have a part to play here. You don't just sit back and say, okay, God, if you want to, to heal me up, if you want to do something in me, then just do it. Actually, often God looks for you and I to make steps too. So thinking about those areas of our life, physically, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, financially, vocationally, what's your next step to experiencing greater shalom, greater wholeness in God? Maybe in the area of your finances, maybe there's some spending controls that you need to put in place so that you don't get into greater unnecessary debt. Maybe there, there are some relationships that actually you know are drawing you away from God and actually you need to make some very definite and maybe difficult decisions to 
cut those relationships off? What's your next step in the whole area of your well-being? God knows. God knows what you need to do, and he'll show you. You'll know in sight, and you, I believe, will experience his shalom. Number five, Jesus gave you shalom through the gift of Holy Spirit. And I want to especially dwell on this point today. Before I read these verses, let me just comment that John chapter 13, 3 to 16 features a number of very key teaching moments that Jesus spoke to his disciples. It was in the last hours of his time with his disciples before he went to the cross. And so we should especially take note of these words. Jesus was, was, was expressing his, the deepest part of his heart. He wanted his disciples to catch all of it. And quite a number of things he has to say relate to experiencing peace, shalom, linked with the coming and the giving of Holy Spirit. As Jesus was preparing to go to the cross and then to rise again and go to be with his Father in heaven, he promised disciples that they wouldn't be left alone, that the Holy Spirit would come in place of him and that he would be their helper and their comforter. And Jesus, he brings reassurance, not just because of his departure. You know, like when you're saying goodbye to some friends, some loved ones, and you're not going to see them for some time, and, and you hug each other, and you say, hey, we'll see each other soon. And those are words of reassurance. But that's not what Jesus was trying to do in these chapters. He was wanting to tell them that they could experience shalom because Holy Spirit was coming. Let's read these words now. John 14, verses 26 to 27. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And then John 16, 33, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. You see that right alongside this promise of the giving of Holy Spirit is the fact that his disciples would then experience shalom peace. Now, the New Testament is written in Greek, but, but Jesus, who spoke Aramaic, um, a language linked to the same family as Hebrew. He would have used the word shalom when he spoke to his disciples. He knew that they would experience shalom through the coming and the giving of Holy Spirit. And it's the same for you and I. Today, I believe that you can experience greater shalom because the Holy Spirit lives in you. If you have put your trust in Jesus, if you've committed to follow him, then Holy Spirit has come to live in you. And as we were reminded last week, we can then go on to have a subsequent experience of a baptism in the Holy Spirit. Pastors Dominic and Catherine felt God give them that word for this year that we are to be saturated in the Holy Spirit. That every day we would trust and be filled afresh with Holy Spirit. And you and I can experience God's shalom through the presence of Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you to get to know the Holy Spirit more. He is God living in you. He's your reminder 
of the words of Jesus. He's your reminder of the Father's love. And relationship with Holy Spirit, or what the Bible sometimes calls the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, is so precious. I believe a key to your shalom, to your well-being, to your wholeness, is acknowledging and enjoying relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so that might mean that you're, you're, you're deliberately listening to the leading and the voice of Holy Spirit in your day-to-day -day life. It means that he, he'll show you what you need to say. It means that you'll yield to his conviction when you know that your words, your actions haven't been righteous. It means that you'll receive his comfort when you hear tough news. That in those moments you'll stop and you'll acknowledge, I'm enjoying and experiencing God, your shalom right now, even in the midst of my circumstances. And you know, this kind of shalom is so much better than anything that the world can offer us. You know, our, our human relationships, when, when they are, if you like, uh, they're fed and they're, they're led by, by God, are, are, are beautiful and probably the closest thing we get to God's love himself. But anything else that the world has to offer really only lasts for a time. The comfort of a spa break is gone before you know it and you're back into work. <laughs> the bank account with money to feed you or, or to give you the, the pension that you want when you retire, that those things are temporary. But God's shalom is forever. It's for you to know and experience forever. The Holy Spirit living in you is the constant reminder of the presence of Jesus and his desire is to help you walk in greater wholeness every day. Hmm. And then finally, I believe that shalom is even possible in the midst of lockdown. Can I get an amen to that? In John chapter 20, we read of Jesus appearing to his disciples after he'd risen from the dead. Now at this point, Mary had met him in the garden, but the rest of the disciples hadn't encountered him. And so we read that on the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Know my shalom. After he said this, he showed them his hands and side, and the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And again, Jesus said, peace be with you. Know my shalom. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. There we, again is that link between experiencing God's shalom and the coming of Holy Spirit. I believe that just like the disciples were there locked in that room, you and I in the confinements of our own homes, some of us having to shield again for a third time, some of us feeling the, the, the pain of not being with loved ones, feeling confined, not being able to get out because we, we want to get out and enjoy different experiences in life. Just like those disciples felt confined, and you and I feel confined, just like Jesus stepped into that room and met with them, I believe God wants to step into your home afresh today. God wants you to experience fresh shalom. The experience of his wholeness, 
his health, his prosperity, his blessing of peace. I believe that is God's portion again for you today. We're going to pray into that in a moment. But first of all, I want to ask, have you given your life completely to follow Jesus? Maybe you've been on a journey recently of considering what it would mean to really put your trust fully in Jesus and to live as his follower. Or maybe actually you're watching this live stream for the first time today and you're interested in what I have to say. I want to ask you, would you consider making today what is a vital decision? Not, not deciding just to live for yourself, but actually deciding to live for Jesus. Jesus wants to be in charge of your life and you can know that there is great safety, there is great shalom, there's great peace in putting your trust in him. It means that you acknowledge that he actually came to the earth to die and when he died, he carried your sin and mine, those selfish things that separate us from God. And that when we, we allow him to carry our sin and we ask for his forgiveness, he comes and he completely cleans us inside and we get a fresh start and Holy Spirit comes to live in you so that you can enjoy God's shalom now and forever. You're going to live with him forever. And so I'm going to pray now. And if you would like to make that decision, if you want to take that step of saying, I, I want to know shalom for good. I want to put my trust and to follow Jesus with all my heart. Maybe for the first time, or maybe this is a really meaningful step to recommit your life to him. Then speak these words with me now. Jesus, I know that I've done wrong things and that my sin has separated me from you. But I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. Today, I ask for your forgiveness and thank you for your gift of new life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I choose relationship with you and I choose to live for you. Please come into my heart and change my life now and forevermore. Amen. I want to congratulate you if you prayed that prayer out. I want to ask you to do one or two things. Would you get in touch with us by going to our website? Go to citychurchcardiff.com forward slash next. And if you leave your contact details there, then we would love to get in touch and help you as you continue this journey of following Jesus. It may be that you know someone else who is a Christian then would you get in touch with them? Tell them. This is not something to keep quiet about. Make sure you share it with those two who can help you and support you on this journey. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. To find out more, visit our website at citychurchcardiff.com or find us on social media.